What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 74, today with my guest Donnie Ingram from Dreamcatcher Studios here in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Donnie has done some mastering work for my band in the past, so I wanted to get him on and try to get him a little extra exposure, a little extra business. Uh, He's definitely really good at his craft, and uh, funny enough, I guess I never actually met him in person until this podcast episode. So that was fun, and uh, it was fun to check out his studio in person and uh, pick his brain a little bit. Uh, we got along real well, and uh, he's a good dude. Um, so if you're looking for a little mastering, maybe uh, any mixing or possibly even tracking, definitely look up uh, Dreamcatcher Studio. It's uh, dreamcatcher.studio on Instagram. Um, but yeah, really, other than that, we had a pretty fun chat, so if you're friends or fans of his, hopefully you get a kick out of it. Uh, feel free to subscribe to the podcast or follow wherever you may be streaming. And uh, of course, if you're listening to this and you are a musician with new music coming out personally, there's always a chance we could do an episode if you want. But uh, yeah, thanks for supporting local music. We all appreciate it. Uh, without further ado, episode 74, Donnie Ingram. Nice to meet you, dude. Um, cheers. We are cracking open uh, some non-alcoholic beers here. Athletic Brewing Company. Specifically the Free Wave, which I have not tried before. Shout out to our sponsors. But, yeah. <laughs> sponsors to be, maybe. But um, I was just saying a minute ago, I've been so- sober streaking, so it's kind of nice to try out some different stuff and more importantly think a little clear <laughs> yeah on a, on a daily basis yeah but uh yeah if people are listening um out there funny enough i just blew a tire on the way over and uh donnie was cool enough to just be johnny on the spot and uh bring over a jack which definitely created my process a little bit because otherwise i'm out there with the little hodgepodge jack for an hour and a half right right so thanks man no problem man Anything um, I can do to help. Uh, now everyone's going to be calling me like, hey, I have a flat tire. Can you come out and help me? And, Brett uh, told me. I was listening to this podcast and I heard you do roadside service. <laughs> Triple A. <laughs> Dreamcatcher roadside service. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're here in the Dreamcatcher studios uh, here in Linthicum, Maryland, which is cool and serendipitous, I guess, that we live close together as, uh, yeah, it's as well. Yeah, a small world. I know. It's funny. Even before we turned these mics on, we were talking about hockey and how that's kind of a network of people if you play and like music's the exact same way, you know, like I can't really even count how many people now, obviously, that I've met just through, <laughs> yeah. this, right. even before I started a podcast, I mean, I'm sure you're aware, yeah. you get a lot of people through here and stuff like oh, yeah. that. Well, you know, what's so, crazy is that um, I had your project folder in here, Yeah, you know, and we just, ne- we never met. Yeah, I don't know if we even spoke on the phone before you called saying yeah. that you had the flat tire. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so. Yeah, it's just weird and funny how things work out. But uh, Small the small world, man. Yeah, the and the elephant in the room is obviously Mr. Felix Nieto. Yeah. Um, who I record music with, or at least have been for the last oh, couple yeah. years. So that's talented how, guy, man. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm very uh, prone to singing his praises. But um, anyway, that's how he deserves it. You've yeah. been you've been to his spot, obviously. Yeah. I went over there just to hang out with him, and uh, he went to go over like his live room and his setup and mm-hmm. everything. And I went out there just to see, and I was so impressed. Oh, it's. I was like, dude, whatever is to come of you and your career with the music stuff, you know, the production end and yeah. the studio, running the studio as a business, he deserves it. He earned it. 
Oh yeah, he, he, like he built that place with his bare hands. Yeah, I mean, he's into construction and all that stuff. It's a facility when you walk in there. It's a, I mean, it's like... I don't know if he's cool with me saying how much money is invested into it, but it's a lot. Well, uh, well, yeah, aside from the equipment that he has, you know? know. Like, he has, like, high-end yeah. you know, high end gear and everything on top of whatever he's put yeah. in to make the space. I just love that you feel like a bona fide rock star when you record there. It's yeah, like it's a it's a vibe. Yeah, I mean he he built that with that intent. Exactly. Like when you go there, yeah, you're that's like a it's um, almost like commercialized. Unfortunately, I don't think he has a name for it yet. I've sort of been calling it the compound. The compound. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, but if I were to call it something, I'd call uh, it like the uh, the bunker yeah, <laughs> or like something the, the like hangar that. Or whatever. Like the doomsday bunker. Yeah. Like, it's awesome because it's in the middle of the woods and like. You don't know what to expect. Maybe expect there to be like farm equipment in there or something. When I went there, I went there at night. Oh, okay. So you didn't even get that. I was like, where the hell am I? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then yeah. like, you just see the silhouette like standing there. It's almost like Moe's from the office. Yeah. You know? Like when, when you drive to Street Farms and the, like he's just standing there like watching you. I was like, yeah. Felix. I was like, hey, I think I'm here. And he was like, yeah, that's me. I was like, okay, sweet. Yeah. Did he give you the yellow brick road roadmap? It's pretty funny, but he has this text that he sends people, and it's like this cartoon-looking map of how Maybe, to get there. I think so. I think so. I think he did send yeah. it. And that, honestly, it was very helpful. Yeah. I needed that. Because it's like impossible to find if you if you don't know, yeah. which is probably to his uh, benefit, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I um, mean, but it's it's so convenient to get to at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's right. He's right in Laurel, right? So. Yeah. Uh, kind of. I, th- I think Basically. I think it's Laurel. Yeah. But e- either way, it was like right off the highway, but yeah. it's just kind of like in... Once you're on his property, you have to know where to go. Exactly. Yeah. But it was, I mean, it's, um, it's very accessible to anybody locally that wants to record there. You know, it's not yeah. out, it's not like out in the mountains somewhere, you know? Oh, yeah. And I, I've been trying to obviously throw him some business here and there. Um, podcast has definitely helped with that. He sent me some stuff to mix and yeah. like everything that was captured was so well done. Oh, it's. It made it very easy. It's nuts. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny because you you're in the woods, and then all of a sudden you walk in, and you're like you're in like this New York City style studio, like even nicer maybe. Like I don't. Know. Uh, well, New York's very like when you go into a New York studio. From what I've seen, it's it's very like I guess depending on where you go, but the real estate you they're a lot smaller. Like this yeah. would be like a New York like a Brooklyn type yeah. setup. I mean, I've, obviously I've I've looked up like my mentor like had a studio in Brooklyn. Yeah, I think he still has a studio there, and he just got one up and running at his house in in Jersey. Okay. But like he he showed me like like little spaces like this. You can you can make them, yeah. you know, very productive and I was like sweet. But yeah, Felix is like Nashville, man, or something oh, like yeah. that. Like it, it's big. Exactly. You go in there the, the size of it is what's is yeah. very impressive as well. Yeah. The size. So. Of course, giggity. <laughs> yeah, the size the size of it is very very I'm sure he'll appreciate that comment. But there, uh, there you go, Felix. Uh, yeah. If no one else appreciates it, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll be listening. So, hello, Mr. Felix. But uh, yeah, man, I'm kind of changing gears towards uh, your end of things. Um, like I said, we're in Dreamcatcher Studios. Yeah, it's and, it's my uh, nook, man. It's just uh, I used to. So I had an older space where it was I was recording out of there. Yeah, and I was doing like full service. That spot flooded with the Ellicott City floods. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, it's been multiple. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It was the latest one where it actually yeah. flooded over into Catonsville too. My uh, my other my spot was in Catonsville. Oh, crazy. And um, yeah, it, it like it flooded me out of there. And wow. fortunately, I didn't lose like anything substantial as far as gear or anything. Yeah. It's just the space was like no good. Water like, log. So I just had to. Yeah. yeah. So I was still in the middle of projects. I had one band I was recording, one band I still had mixes for and things like that. So I had to like keep working. So I would just bring gear from from there over to here. Mm. And this this is my house. So for mm. people listening that don't know where we are, like yeah. I'm in the basement of my house. So yeah, down here you, you can gotta, do yeah. we, we gotta sound cooler than that. Yeah, I guess man. so. I mean whatever. Yeah, it is, is what it is. Badass. Yeah, I mean people listening, if you wanna if you thought about doing it at home, you, you can totally do it at home. You can we can track a record down here and do laundry. Nope. <laughs> it's 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 like that. So I started bringing stuff here, setting it up, and I had the intent of having two places. So one I could track at and record at and work with bands, and then coming here to do mixing and mastering. Yeah. And then it just I got a lot more mixing and mastering only work, and then I just like stopped tracking. Like I just I my schedule was mostly mixing related than it was 
um, tracking bands or working with single artists, you know, yeah. where we're doing mostly production stuff anyways and, and vocals. Um, so that, yeah. like that's the booth behind you. Yeah. in that little nook there and that fort yeah. like that no, fort I, there I was checking it out <laughs> yeah. yeah and for the non musicians out there there are basically like three levels I'd say to recording like you got to actually physically or whatever get in front of your instrument or play your instrument or sing into your mic track whatever tracks you're doing and hopefully your takes are good and then after that you know you put them all together which is called mixing and then uh, finally uh do a little EQ work there at the end once it's all mixed and that's called mastering. Yeah. So kind of. Yeah, I mean it's sort of. I don't know if I It's it's put, it's really weird. I it's almost like genres, you know? Like yeah. how do you where do you draw the line between what you uh would call mixing and mastering? And I know like people out in LA have that issue when they're dealing with credits and royalties and payments yeah. and stuff. Yeah, they're like, "Well, that should technically that's a mixing credit, you know?" Yeah. And it's yeah. you know, I'm sure they fight over that, but yeah. In in the gist of it, yeah, I would say in general that is uh that's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Have you gotten any decent credits uh, so far? or? Um, no, You know, not off the top of my head that I can think yeah. of. I'm always pushing for the stars, man. Like, I yeah. just, you know, I'll probably think of something later and be like, oh, man, yeah, that was yeah. cool. I worked on that, and I'll shoot it your way. But nothing that I'm happy with yet, you know, I'm just... I'll keep well, working. If I ever with... get streams on anything, I'll definitely let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aside, uh, aside from yourself, I guess. Yeah, I do have your project folder, so I should have uh, said that, huh? Yeah, <laughs> He's like, sure. all right, get out. <laughs> nah, man, you did a great job. I really appreciate it, man. You I appreciate say. the business, honestly. I mean, it was uh, it was cool. Extra little shine, extra little polish to the what Felix did, and yeah, and all that stuff, sure. and. I know in particular, I've gotten a ton of positive feedback on Dispensary Kid. Yeah, if you remember that one. Yeah. So. Yeah. That seems to go over well with the kids, as it were. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, yeah. Um, the chorus, the chorus slaps. Yeah, it's a, it's a rocker, for sure. Yeah, I hit that with outboard gear, too, which is something I don't I do not do as often anymore, and I felt like your music deserves, like, a, that type of vibe, you know? Yeah, like it's kind of like... Like an analog gear type thing. It's very 90s, you it, know? And you I, know, and I'm into that. Exactly. When I heard it, I don't get, I don't get too much, like, 90s type stuff. I wish I got more. Um, but yeah, like I was like, you know what? I got to give them the time and attention and, uh, throw it on this outboard and just see what it does. And it, yeah. you know, and it, it worked out. It's not as convenient to work that way just in case there are any changes. Yeah. Um, but it definitely, it definitely helped with that song in particular. I remember, I remember cause it yeah. like, it, 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 to me it was a dramatic change. So it was cool, man. I like, I like that stuff. Yeah, man. Well, I definitely appreciate it. I'm just documenting this uh studio here a little video yeah, take pictures of it all <laughs> what's up he said what's that <laughs> yeah um i don't know i figure we'll try to get a little bit of your backstory for people because i mean i think ultimately with doing a podcast or something like this is to you know maybe get your name out there just a touch more maybe get just a little that. extra business like well, what, I mean, part of me was wondering, like, what is your story? You know, like, yeah. I've worked with your project, but I don't know who you are or anything like that. I'm yeah. sure your listeners know who you are. I don't know. It's hard to say. Well, let's, a, let's start with a, you, you first. Need listeners, yeah. in order for them to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. This thing gets some streams. So, well, plus, cool. you, you might you might have um, things different now than you did back in your early episodes. I mean, you said we're on episode number seventy four. Yeah, that's you know, <laughs> that's that's consistent. So. You know, that's. I've been trying to bang at least one out a week, and I started it very fortunately in like February of 2020, so yeah. right before the shutdown, pandemic, all that stuff. So it turned out to be kind of a godsend. I was gonna say that that's that's great like, timing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're a Marylander, so I would imagine you're familiar with Ballyhoo, the reggae rock band. Maybe a little. You might have heard their songs or reggae something. Reggae rock. I, I never got any projects in that in that uh, scene, yeah. but. I've seen through other bands. I've kind of been familiar, like through Instagram and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm gonna check them out now that you said that. Yeah, definitely. A, they're just a great band. But B, they're local and they're just kind of hometown heroes. And the lead singer Howie has a podcast called um, Tales from the Green Room. So basically, when I was driving into work or whatever, I was listening to his because it's all about insider stuff on music, whether it's promoting or just anything, recording, playing shows, touring. So he was just like, yeah, if you want to, you know, kind of broaden your network or just have something extra that you can do for people or whatever it is, um, start a podcast. He's like, 
Yep, that's the band, Valley Who Rocks on Instagram. Following. So I definitely pumped their tires a little bit. So around that time, I was like, well, fuck it, why not? Start a podcast, not that hard. Yeah. Freaking Joe Rogan can do it, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, uh, his podcast is like. Don't know how he got so many listeners, but. Timing, man, I, I guess. Yeah, he was been doing it a long time, I think, too. Yeah. But anyway, regardless of that, I um, was just like, well, uh, something fun to do. And I know a ton of people through playing music whose bands are good, but, you know, don't get exposure. And uh, neither does mine. Right. So I was like. Marketing's it, half the battle, man. You might, I have, know. you might have something really cool to listen to, but yeah, people might like, never hear it. You know, they, they exactly. might never hear it. So it's like the bare minimum. I make some friends and I help get people's music out there. And, uh, you know. I look at it as like a pay it forward thing. I, I agree. I think it's you know? awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, we became acquainted finally. We got to hang mm-hmm. out and drink some some of these things. You yeah. Know, whatever. Before your hockey game. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it worth it to me. <laughs> yeah, dude. And uh, who knows? I mean, obviously, I'm interested in recording wherever, whenever. I'm always thinking of song ideas and and trying to work that angle as much as I can. For sure. Yeah. Um, but. Appreciate your expertise in the mastering realm, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that, for sure. I, um, I thank, thank you, Felix, for the uh, recommendation. <laughs> it's a circle. Shout out to Felix again. Yeah, it's a circle of quid pro quo or whatever you want to call it. Just yeah. sort of like, I don't know. It's a network. Yeah, it lack is. Lack of a better term. Yeah. So that's cool, man. Um, I appreciate meeting you. Uh, I mean. If for no other reason that we live so close, so, I mean. Yeah, hail Thorpe to Lindicum ain't far, man. Yeah. That's uh, how so. long did it take you to get here? Because you said I'm on my way, well, and if then I, you, you called me like a few <laughs> minutes later. Hey, I'm down the street with a flat tire. I'm like, I looked at my phone. I'm like, how? even even blowing a flat tire, I made it here in less than half an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> even with a flat tire, that's funny. Probably would have been here in like ten minutes. But that's cool. What would you say is like, or what what would you say you admire about the people that you've. Uh, you've interviewed like you can shout out certain people specifically or something like you thought was interesting or cool yeah um that's i wasn't actually prepared to answer questions so this is cool um but i'm interviewing the interviewer I, I know. <laughs> but also conversely i wasn't ready with answers um i think it's for one thing it's about nurturing your own inspiration and your own drives that like sometimes you'll just never know like where it's going to come from and who it's going to come from. So like, you know, I can be honest and say, and a lot of the times I don't really vet the guests very heavily. Like I don't really like sit there and listen to their entire discography beforehand. Right. And I certainly don't know who they are. Yeah. So I just try to go into it with an open mind and just be like, well, this could be bad or this could be good. <laughs> right. Most of the time it's pretty great. Um, And so like, I don't know, a random example would be like, uh, I was talking to these kids in England one time, they had a band, and I, I didn't even know they were still in high school, which is kind of funny, That's so I, cool. I get on there, and I'm like talking to them, they were telling me all about like their current state of affairs in their high school, and they were getting, they're getting like social scores now, in, as well as grades, and okay. they were saying that like their social scores now matter more than their actual academic grade as it pertains to like graduation and all this stuff. And I was like, it's very interesting. I was like, damn man, that sounds like China or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's, um, it's interesting. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, I don't know. That wasn't exactly inspirational, but it was really fun. It's conversational. Exactly. Yeah, so maybe what you appreciate like, about it is just, every, you know, learning, like, exactly learning from other people. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, I appreciate that a lot. I, every day is a school day for me. I learn yeah. every day. Just you networking and just learning from others yeah. is pretty cool. Dog's getting excited. Yeah, yeah dog's in a wife's home. Dog's going to bark for a few and then... Well, if you need know. to let her out, we certainly can. Yeah, we can. Well, maybe maybe we'll take a break or whatever yeah. when we have to. But So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's a million probably good stories, but mostly I feel like it's just a source of inspiration. That's if, cool. If anything. Yeah, so. I, I, I agree. Meeting new people and learning new things... Um, will lead to some sort of inspiration or motivational outcome. I, I think that's uh I think that's very true. And then yeah. on the practical level, it's just great because I'm finally able to kind of share shows with people. Yeah. I feel like for the first few years it was a struggle. Yeah. To kinda of like talk to bands at the show because everyone's kinda of busy with their freaking pedal board or the lead right. singers, you know, antsy about something because that's what lead singers do. Yeah. And so like you just don't I don't know, get to have a a level conversation with people so yeah 
it's funny like you know i'll talk to somebody on podcast like months later after we played a show mm -hmm. it's like oh yeah. so this is who you are like or whatever it's just like we didn't even get to talk it's interesting yeah because that shows they're like you said they're preoccupied you know they're performing yeah. and and they have adrenaline and they have family and friends coming up to them and saying hey you did a great job yeah. they're like i gotta get my stuff out of here man <laughs> you know and then i'm missing this or i'm missing you know do we have everything head count and it's like yeah you're, you're kind of yeah. in and out but if, if you dedicate some time sit down have a beverage and yeah. kind of just uh chill out a little bit chill out and then they'll just i guess you just have some more uh you have more of their undivided attention, and then yeah, you're, it's you're, a one-on-one -on -one conversation. It's intimate, yeah, top of know, mind too. So basically. next time they need a band or something, they're like, "Dude, the Hollow Truths." Uh, I remember, you know, I just spoke with this guy. Let's hit him up. That's yeah, good. that's great networking. And it's finally starting to work, and like you know, even to my well, seventy-four episodes later, I ain't better. <laughs> you know, you would hope. Yeah, but I don't know. People are people. We're all kind of forgetful, and we all kind of... We're all know. busy. We're all as busy as we want to be, We're all too. selfish, too. You know, we're all yeah, <laughs> just yeah. working on our own thing for survival. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, it's true. Uh, it's like, it's, you know, got to do what we got to do. <laughs> Another funny story I just remembered is, so I used to play in a cover band, and I was I was Slash. I was in a Guns N' Roses tribute. Okay, cool. And uh, I interviewed this band one time who, I guess, headlined the, the show. I totally didn't remember this. <laughs> I mean, again, to my detriment, I was not sober for that show. Oh yeah, you can't be and, doing uh, slash. Oh, I know. You gotta channel. <laughs> you gotta channel the whole vibe, the whole thing. which is not healthy. Uh, but anyway, he was like, "Man, I remember. Yeah, I remember that band. Like the guy who was Slash. He was wasted. <laughs> he was like rolling around the floor and like just everywhere." And I was like, I didn't even know if I had the heart to tell him that it was me. You're, you're, was you're like, like, I was going to take credit for being Slash, but now that you said something, I think it was another yeah. person. He's like, my, my wife always remembers that show because of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's so funny. I'm like, well, all right. <laughs> well, hey. Yeah. Whatever. It's so. <laughs> At least you were wearing a costume. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. there's something nice about the incognito part of all that for yeah, sure you know what now i understand slipknot and bands like that you blue man group drunk. no one knows yeah i guess in a nutshell you said that you um became acquainted with someone in that band ballyhoo who i just followed right um and they not acquainted with them yet i'm just i'm a fan okay um, would you just send them an im or something or a dm nothing really I mean, I just meant that I listened to their podcast. Oh, oh, and and on the podcast they yeah. they recommended to, yeah. their, to their listeners. Exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, man, talk about paying it forward. So you took that as inspiration and said, "I'll do my own podcast." So you started saying on a local level, "Yeah, I'm going to do Baltimore, Maryland, D.C., Virginia, or whatever." I mean, you yeah. went as far as England, right? Yeah. These days, I I don't really limit it. It's kind of whoever. Okay, hit. but you started, so your priority but, yeah. was a local level. But yeah, the idea is, of course, just yeah. the part-timers, the every man, yeah. every woman, the sort of regular people who. Okay, cool. Because there's, if you want to listen to a podcast who with, I don't know, the lead singer of Pick a Band, you know, you're gonna find it somewhere. It's out there. Yeah, right? you can go listen to other rock stars talk to rock stars, and mm -hmm. you can you do that. Like... It exists. It's great. Yeah, but on a local level, it's kind of. Um, I think it's kind of cool because I can't. I can't listen to a podcast about Felix or and you know uh, <laughs> Ben Dehan or is it Ben Dehan? Ben Dehan. Dehan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. I. I. Uh, I listened to that one. Um. I forget what episode number it was, but on the on the drive today, just to okay. Cool. Myself. That was a funny one because it's not always in person when I do these. Typically, yeah. it's a FaceTime. Yeah. yeah, I remember you saying that. Um, every time somebody comes over, it's usually the full band, so it just turns into a gigantic shit show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like we're all hanging out, and it's like on some levels, I'm like, well, I don't know if this is really professional, but uh, we'll roll with it. <laughs> like, That's cool. Well, I think it's I think it's neat that you just that you took that information that you gathered from someone else's, you know, that you look up to, like one of your one of your local heroes, I guess. Yeah. What I would say is really respectable is that you acted on it, that you actually, like, because a lot of us have these ideas, but we never, like, we never just see it out or actually yeah. take action, you know? So you you did that, and we're doing that now, and you've been consistent with it, too. We're number 74. So that, to me, I'm like, yeah, this this podcast is, 
is something that's of value just for for those two reasons, you know? Yeah, I mean, I hope that at least around here locally, it could become kind of a staple for people. Yeah, and to, it can help everybody. Uh, it's a win-win for me. Right. I, I think it's just, it's like it helps right. you out, and it's going to help out whoever you interview. So I think that's cool that you actually just that moment there and then went through with it. So that's kind of like your backstory with the podcast. Yeah. And then you do hockey, right? I saw your hockey bag in there. Yeah. And then you're like really active in ice hockey. So yeah. um, that's cool too. We play at the same rink. Which is you know, great. Which, well, is, which, which is a you know, small definitely world. played you know? against each other probably. I wonder if we have, you know? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> I'm sure we have. <laughs> and uh, if I if I see you again on the rink or something, I'd be like, dude, it's me. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, I've always hated you. you know? <laughs> or something like oh, that. Sorry about the hip check. <laughs> yeah, sorry about... Yes, you laid me out that one time, remember? So, yeah, uh, yeah that's cool. And then um, what else are you... So you do the music in the Hollow Truths, right? Um, yeah. Tell me, how did you get into music? Uh, like most people, my dad played guitar, and then okay. my friends played when I got a little older, so we actually had a family band for a little while. I had a brother who was drumming, my dad was playing, I was playing, and yeah. we'd get like a singer and stuff, so. Yeah, my dad got me into music, too. Um, you know what's so neat is that it seems like um, music's passed down through family. It a kind lot. of is. Yeah, it's like always something family-related. It I definitely mean, helps you get better, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know in particular, my I always give a shout-out to Daniel Roberts, who's like my old guitar teacher, but... I mean, the dude is great, but more importantly, he's just a good teacher. That's important too. My dad um, was a teacher. Yeah. And I have students. My dad passed away in uh, 2012, but he oh, uh, he had students that still talk to me to this day. You know, awesome. The stories I hear about certain things, and they say he was yeah. a great teacher. Me personally, I've had great teachers too. They make a difference, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's important. You know, I was my dad was like, you know, he's a father, but he was a really good teacher. You mm-hmm. know, to me too. So I feel like a lot of this here is because of what you know the things I've learned from him and. Um, his, yeah, you know it, his input on things. It's like it's definitely eventually you have to be a self learner, but I do believe like if you can get help to get to that point, yeah, too, like get your get off the ground or whatever it's it like is. Learning to walk, dude. I mean, someone yeah. you know someone's got to like sit you up and push you for yeah. you to take a couple steps, and then after that you're kind of on your own. If you know? nothing else, it's just more efficient. It yeah. saves so much time because what you might spend months trying to figure out, someone could like. Oof. That's very true. Explain this little tidbit to you, which I'm sure you're familiar with recording music too, like with YouTube tutorials and stuff like well, that. Well, you know what's where... crazy is there's things that when my dad would do that I would always be like, no, that's not what everyone's doing. Like, I, yeah. you know, I have YouTube, you didn't, you know, and, and yeah. that's when I was a teenager. And I would look these things up and I'm like, no. And he would learn, he would love learning from me. Yeah. And then now it's like the pendulum swings because now, like, now that I'm deep in it, some of the roots, you know, just like just simple things like using your ears, you know, trust yeah. your ears. Like, he would do things in that regard, like more simple. Yeah. And sometimes the simple stuff, man, it's like, it's easy to overlook. And mm. I feel like a lot of the stuff that I was taught from him were just um, fundamentals, probably. Fundamental, yeah. but it's like, you know, it's like, you're like, damn, he was right about this or right about that, yeah. you know? And it's like, so I see what you're saying. It's like, yeah, it's 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 a lot easier if you take that knowledge and actually accept it and yeah. uh, learn from it. Yeah, I, you know, maybe that was just me being a little shit as a kid. But... I mean, we know how it is with our, you know, parents or if you have kids too. It probably yeah. works but there's both ways, but... Always something to learn. Exactly. You know, and appreciate the knowledge and uh, take it for what it is. But it's, you know, it's not always wrong. And um, some of the fancy... Uh, stuff out there you know is is not always true either yeah. you know a lot of people like uh you know there's always a course like an advertisement for some course or some lesson yeah i don't know how well they work and... so i you know i i think that some of them are just you know for money i'm sure and it's well like, yeah you usually got to pay for them <laughs> yeah so it's like it's like i feel you know some people that are giving you free knowledge just like that guy on the podcast yeah. that's that's like that's genuine stuff you know like he oh, didn't yeah. get it's I, real. You like, get any money from me for that, you know? It's free podcast, right? Yeah. And so, all he's doing. This is, is a free podcast too, right? Yeah. For only ninety nine a month, you can. Uh, uh, <laughs> nah, it's free on the internet. Right. So. Well, I only charged you five bucks to come down here, so that's uh. fine. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I owe you for helping me change the tire. Ah, no, but, dude, this, uh, the beverage is good enough. Right. This podcast is great enough, you know. So the, I'm more than yeah. happy to help. So yeah. that's cool. I, I think yeah. I, uh, I, I see like what got you down here. That's, um, that's yeah, awesome. I mean, you know, I, it's just the, uh, the musical circus, man, whatever it is. It's, I hate calling it like an industry. I'd rather just call it like a community. It's an industry to the people that I guess, uh, actually make money, but until you actually make money, that are running, that running the place, you know? Uh, yeah. 
this turned out to be, like I said, kind of a godsend that I actually did it. Because, you know, I think you live in a bubble sometimes, or at least it feels that way, when you're just playing in your own band and you're mm-hmm. trying to push it, but it it just feels like it's spinning tires or something. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's ironic because you branched out around the same time that everyone said, lock yourselves inside and don't go anywhere. Sort of digitally, yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty uh, cool, man. It's like every everything told you not to go anywhere, like physically. You know, it's like it didn't hold, it didn't hold you back. I, I guess uh, it was meant to be. Whatever it was, yeah. It, was meant it to feels be. super awkward too sometimes when like people ask me like how the last year was because usually I'm interviewing them and obviously trying to learn yeah. about their life. But well, sorry, we'll get to that. I don't know how much time it's been. I mean, no worries. I just mean like, but for me, 2020 was like a super creative and super productive year. Like, yeah, because. I have at least heard other people say that too in regards to like tech stuff, mm-hmm. which maybe I'm sure you're familiar with. You might have picked up some new tricks of the trade that you yeah. wouldn't have otherwise because you're doing less stuff. So, yeah. Oh yeah, well I, I mean I honestly I, I was very busy during the pandemic because yeah. I I figured out a way to um, work. I you know I upgraded my internet service and ran a wire, and uh, I figured out a way to work with artists and be able to record remotely. Oh, and yeah. and my client at the time that I was doing multiple projects with, um, he actually runs a studio in Frederick. Okay. Dimaxian is what they call it. His name's Will Lopez. They're the band called Overthoughts. All right. Well, I'll give both of them a shout out or yeah. a tag or whatever on this. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, we, we worked solely online, but I, I see what you're saying. Like you have, I definitely had more time to mm-hmm. do other things too, like look things up online, but, um, um, and then at least personally too, I'm a paramedic. So like in a lot of ways I didn't share the same experience that a lot of people oh, you probably did. busy as hell. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was more like business as usual. Okay. I, I don't want to like. I don't want to belittle anything or anything like that. But it was just like. Yeah. I'm kind of accustomed to the circle of life, shall we say? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Well, my you know, wife's family is morticians. So. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I hey, if, if I go missing, anyone listening to this, <laughs> I'm six feet, bring a shovel. Involved. Yeah, that's but, uh, you know that's uh that's interesting. So business as usual. I just assume since you're you, you kind of have like a medical background that they would try to use you for uh, a request that you do like certain other things too. Like it would make you extra busy. But I guess you you just keep keep I mean, rolling not, with not really other than the clinics. You okay, know, I've worked cool. in there a little. Yeah, but um, no, I mean you know people were obviously getting sick and you know it sucks. But yeah, I just felt like I was living in another world from everyone socially at least. I agree. I, I was the same way. A lot of people were on lockdown and yeah. were um, were quarantining and, mm. and things like that. I ne- I never had a day off of uh, my day job. Yeah. And my wife was still working every day. I mean, it was business yeah. as usual too. You know. So that part of it felt a little weird. I guess it it, it, it was, and and especially now during the aftermath, everyone's like like as soon as traffic started to pick back up. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, like we've been like. Let's do some productive stuff. We've been. I'm like. I'm like. No. I'm ready for a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, here, here you come. Haven't been doing yeah. much. And then here I am. Get me. You know. I just yeah. need a good night's sleep. So I, I feel yeah. you on that. I feel like we're the, you know on the same page yeah. there. And well, you weren't playing hockey during that because they shut down the rink for that uh, for last season during yeah, 2020. They, they actually turned our local rink into a morgue. That's right, in Laurel. Uh, yeah. They did. I remember that. At oh, least, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. See, I stopped playing at the Laurel Rink because uh, Piney's closer to here yeah, you know, since I bought the house. And, uh, and but yeah, family, they did. I forgot about it. If your family's morticians, they might even know. Oh, the, yeah, I'm sure they – yeah, I can ask uh, them. But, you know, I, I don't try not to ask too much. Yeah. <laughs> They'll tell you, but um, – Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. But that's cool, man. So – but you've been productive the whole time. That's what I admire is that you, you stay productive. You took something inspirational and you acted on it. I think I think that's something that I would encourage a lot of people to do. It's just like, hey, like that, that idea that you've had or that inspirational moment, you know, or that that voice memo that you jotted down or that guitar yeah. riff that you keep ripping. It's like, Turn it into like yeah, yeah. Take like take baby steps. It's not going to happen overnight, but just like consistency or the habit is what's cool. Like just the yeah. number seventy four that I've said multiple times is is what yeah. is where it actually starts to come into fruition. So that's cool. And you've been doing the same thing with recording. I'm sure you know you had that inkling. Yeah, this back didn't in happen overnight. Exactly. Yeah, right. Like, dude. Oh man, I get demos from people now, and I always think I'm like, this is way better than when I first started. Like, yeah. I wish like I wish these were my demos. Like, yeah. imagine where I'd be now. But 
different times too. Like I started well, before the technology like was fully there. And, it's gotten better, man. Yeah, it's and yeah. you know that's a great thing, and that's sort of I think that's a good uh, point for me too. Is that like now the home studio is is more powerful than ever. Bigger places are, are shutting down. Um, it's just changing, you know, and uh, it's it's kind of like man, like I'm supposed to be recording you guys, and you are are recording yourselves, but I've sort of pivoted into the mixing and mastering because. Yeah. First, I mean, that's the projects I've ended up with, and this is the setup I have. But now it kind of fits the the market because now everyone's recording themselves, and they sort of get to the mixing or mastering phase, and they just need an unbiased opinion. Yeah. And I'm perfect for that. I'm just outside, like you know, I'm yeah. an outside perspective, and they just hire me for that. I'm like, well, yeah. I appreciate that you respect my opinion, and yeah. it's super simple for me. You know, I just mm. give them my thoughts and opinions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like whatever. It's like therapy almost. So it worked out, man. Yeah. It it really has. But um, I know you got to leave. You should probably leave here within the next ten minutes or so to get get in that locker room on time. So <laughs> I can try to give uh, you a, a, I don't know. Know, a very let, brief. We can let the conversation flow. I'm here. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, they're just you have to get the key <laughs> when you when you can get there. Nah, whatever. <laughs> so the part time uh, rock star podcast. What's like behind that? Would you say like as far as um, is it just like. Is it people that do like music part time and like how they balance like re- like? Well, I mean, it's it, to me, it's just kind of the age old thing where unless you've really made it, or and you've got national touring dates and yada yada yada, yeah. until you gotta get to that stage. I mean, I think everyone's part time, so it's yeah. just kind of acknowledging that. You know, it's crazy because um, some of the people that I thought were um, some people might be like. You know, damn, that guy has a day job. Like I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. It's you'd be surprised how many studio owners work during the day. Yeah, or or they I have mean, something else that they do um, to to separate their yeah. income because music is not a reliable source of income. No. I think we all knew and that. Especially learned that <laughs> so last how, year. Yeah. How did you How did you think that guy did it full time? Yeah. No, I think it's just yeah. Like I said, it's just kind of acknowledging that look, unless you're a pop star, rock star, whatever. Yeah. Pretty much ninety percent of the people who play music. Yeah, have a job. Most, of most some of them. Kind. I, I keep the day job and um, I work the day job. It's mostly because like I like to keep the artistic, creative aspect of it, and I know that my local like network of artists yeah. and musicians they can't afford like the rate yeah. the the rate I would have to charge isn't affordable for my local market. I probably yeah. have to move to L.A. or Nashville or something like that, which is uh, which is fine. I I I've thought about doing it, but um. You know, it's. I just got this house, and I'm. I just recently got all the gear in here and have this little setup, yeah. and I'm busy with work. So it's kind of like I'm. I'm plateaued right now until the next big thing or, or whatever. Yeah. But it, it's working. Like I'm. I feel like this is very successful right now. So I just haven't haven't uh, pivoted yet. And I don't know if you ever even have to, unless you're really kicking ass. You know, it's like. Yeah, I, I, I would what... say for people that like are considering like a transition into uh like a full-time music career i I think it's definitely possible it's not to say that it's impossible i think yeah especially talking about that other podcast from learning what um how he does i mean you could just have to have your feet in more than one area i don't think you can just be one thing within music at all really not anymore yeah if you ever could before i mean you got to do other stuff I yeah. don't know exactly what. I mean, I never thought I'd do a podcast, for instance, but there's that. And then I would it's love cool. to learn about recording and stuff, too. Yeah. But, um, whatever it is, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think it's because everything's changing. I mean, streaming yeah. just became a little more of the normal. I mean, streaming's been around, but it's now like it's the main source of, of audio listening. Yeah. And uh, I think to me, I, I would say that's what really i kind of don't like it it's it's great it's great and it's bad i just i still wish that it had a little more supply and demand yeah. thing right now it's an unlimited supply I, I feel like back in the day like you coming over here to do a podcast was kind of like the same thing where it's like dude i just i got this new record you know and it's yeah. like the record stores are sold out and you're like oh sweet like i gotta come oh, over yeah. and listen to it you know and we just yeah. and we just listen to music yeah and it makes it an experience Whereas now yeah. I think you throw on Spotify or throw on whatever and you just kind of listen to it on the drive and you're like, oh, that sounds great, you know, and yeah. it's kind of in and out. There's definitely know. been something lost because of that. Um, but if The pendulum will swing. You know? Yeah. I mean, if there's something to be gained, though, that's just it does give more accessibility to, you know, no name bands. Absolutely. So that's I agree. the positive yeah. side of it. And ultimately, I mean, personally, I just love playing shows, at least as a musician. As much as I love being a fan of music, too, mm-hmm. 
as as far as playing goes, that's what I'm interested in. So if streaming helps somebody in Montana, you know, hear your song. Yeah. Like I was talking to this band called The Expendables the other day, and they really only got touring outside of California because of Napster. They put their shit on there in the early days, and yeah. next thing you know, somebody in Ohio had actually heard their stuff and was willing to like book them. Right. You know, that's pretty cool. That, yeah, that would never I feel like happen. There'd be a good balance. Like you know, um, a lot of companies give stuff away for free, mm-hmm. um, and then they can get your attention with that. I mean, marketing. I mean, they're always like, "Oh, just you know, put your email here, and we'll give you this free yeah. guide or this this PDF or you know whatever. I don't know." But yeah. it's like, I feel like you can you can uh, sort of bait and hook that way. It's like throw throw some songs out for free, you yeah. know. But it's like I, I still feel like exclusivity is very strategic and you can have like some really hit songs like say i always recommend this to bands i'm like hey say like you you had like your stuff on spotify right but like your your local crowd like give them something of great value in the sense that hey we we made this mini ep and it's just for you guys like this is just for marylanders and if you happen to get it or get a copy of it or whatever then that's cool because that means that one of your maryland friends said hey like i got this album from them yeah and it's like i only have it it's like i'll burn it for you you know and they give it to them and it's like on a cd or a thumb drive or dropbox or yeah. something you know it's a little more it's a little more of a gem i would say yeah. like you know it came from a friend and it's that band yeah it's a little just, more special yeah i think so and um, um it's just like and it's and it's like you can't just put on spotify which is annoying but it's like i don't know it gives it it gives I it i think something. overall it just is helpful and yeah. at this point no one's making money on music really unless you're big and yeah you're like, right it's just like hey it's throw just stuff like, out there here it is it's there yeah and you know the modern radio as i'm sure you're aware now is playlists and stuff like that yeah so you have a chance of getting on playlists and whatnot yeah i mean um, it's, it's a challenge man because so. it's like the i don't know it's it's kind of like you have to pivot and figure out like what 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 do the people want and it's like oh we're yeah. more goldfish now than we were before like my attention span's terrible but now it's yeah. like when i listen to music i can l- listen to anything and it's like you just put it on let it ride it's like i don't know like when's the last time that you sat down and like just like listened to an album yeah without doing something without else, doing you know, anything else. i mean number one place i listen to music is obviously driving so i guess that doesn't count no and yeah then... driving doesn't count I feel to those like, listening to this podcast, yeah. what are you doing right now? Because I know you're doing something. Yeah. I mean, the other, I sometimes feel like because you're kind of right and I don't just sit there and listen, like I would say the airplane is the number one place where I actually, if I'm really yeah, like, traveling. Yeah, if I'm, or just sitting in a car maybe too, but yeah. traveling would be the number one. Um, and then like cooking maybe, but you're still kind of doing something if you're cooking. I would encourage so, people. Uh, to just throw on something and sit down and do nothing. Mm. Just music. Throw yeah. on music. Something that you it can be it doesn't have to be something new, just something that you you've liked but you never really like I don't gave know, it gave it the, it the, atten- yeah, the time yeah. or the attention and just throw it on and just listen. And it's an experience. Yeah. You'll fall in love with some certain things like that you never really paid attention to. It's funny cuz yeah, I really feel like the crowd that does that still to this day the best is the potheads, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Because that's if I'm thinking of personal experience, then it's just like, yeah, it's the people who have like they're rec- pretty good at sitting down and doing nothing, uh, from what I hear. <laughs> you know, it's your friends who have record players and like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, hey man, you want to burn a dube and just like listen to Led Zeppelin too? Well, that was the seventies, like, man. I mean, yeah, come on. There's still yeah? people carrying on that tradition a little bit, and I'm sure they're, um, they're the people that will pay for your music. Yeah, hardcore because they value man. it. The, yeah. there's it's a difference i think it's a different understanding so i guess like go ahead do drugs go ahead and roll <laughs> up a doobie and yeah. then put on a record <laughs> i mean you know. yeah all the uh, dispensary kids out there these <laughs> <laughs> right yeah but, hashtag uh, hollow truths but uh, yeah um, i don't know yeah i mean you don't have to you obviously you don't, don't have to let up a doobie or you do any of that stuff just just sit down do nothing i mean that's yeah. and just put on a record man it's just like it'll be it'll be cool for because i i don't know I personally also realized, I asked myself that question. I was like, you know, I don't really do that. I'm always listening to music now because I think that's what Spotify does. You throw it on and it's, it's while you're doing something. It's in our pockets. It's in, you know, it's on our phones. Yeah, I do it's find, a mobile device. It's on the go. Yeah. Even outside of the podcast though, I do find more stuff to listen to because of it, because it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I agree with you the in the sense playlist of, of, or whatever. of recognition. Yeah. And it's really good to discover new artists. Um, yeah. 
it's and it's you know as as a as a listener i can find like new new stuff that i like that i didn't before yeah. but at the same time it's like the the record player be, being that it was so stationary yeah you know, it like it's, forced you yeah it's like, like it was that spot you go to listen to music too you yeah. know it's 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 kind of like that's what i'm saying there's a balance there's pros and cons and i just wish that like and i'm sure we'll get there one day i just wish that there was something that could make it like cap the supply or something like that's just an idea but um somehow make it so it's it's more of a uh of an experience i guess um yeah. maybe not maybe we'll just, just have a, bun- a bunch of new music and it can be sort of like out of nowhere and kind of meditative too because yeah. like i know like the other day i was just hanging out at like a beach bar or whatever dock bar or something and like ziggy marley or maybe it was uh his other kid probably ziggy came on like the the whatever stereo yeah it's like just stopped listening to everything else and it's like it was this amazing acoustic version of uh, love is my religion okay and i was just like wow like i never heard that song in a while and i never heard that version right and i was like damn yeah i was like this is good <laughs> i was like i never inside yeah. so like, listen to the whole thing and I was that like, makes me think it, it might be like, that we're musicians that we have this uh appreciation for music that maybe spotify doesn't care about and they just yeah, they, maybe they maybe. go for the average listener so, yeah i mean it's all about plays and all about yeah numbers so i guess and, the target audience would just be i don't know but hey, if if you're not a musician and you just happen to be on this podcast, go ahead, throw on that song and do yeah. nothing. I think that was that, that might convert, we might convert you. Yeah, so it's a good ritual. Yeah, sure. Or, yeah, or reach out to that family member or teacher that does yeah. music. And it's not too late. Hey, can you show me a chord? That <laughs> you know, whatever, man. So that's, yeah. that's neat. So um, for someone like yourself, I feel like the normal question is like, who was fun to record with, or um, sort of highlights or lowlights, even there like stuff that was fun or stuff that sucked oh yeah or like i can't i can't get too like like detailed uh, yeah i don't know if you want to like throw shade on certain bands no i would not not throw shade on anybody but there's so yeah uh, doing it as a business makes it stressful sometimes and that's why i'm like i thank god i don't do this for like my full my full income yeah um I'm providing a service. So yeah. when you have to serve a client who has specific needs that are that aren't easy, it becomes work. Yeah. So the stress there can be a little challenging, but also some artists are perfectionists and it's like I've learned that art is subjective and it'll never be perfect. Mm-hmm. It'll just be what you made it. And and I always say like we're going to do the best we can with what we have. Every customer that I've like worked with has always been satisfied in the end because I'm yeah. going to make sure of that. Um, but it's like, I set that expectation like, hey, whatever you feel like could be better or could have been better, or it's, it's not that it would be better, it just it would be different. Yeah. I'm like, apply that to the next one. Like, mm. let's, like, do another one or on your next one, have that idea and try it. Like yeah. you don't like sometimes like bands have projects where they try they want to do every idea in one thing, yeah, and it just changes the project so many different ways, and it never it never solidifies. It's yeah. like trying to mold something that's so like you know, flimsy and yeah. like like it's putty like that's silky or something, you know, like watered down yeah. play doh or something. I don't know. So I'm there trying to say, hey, like I'm here to solidify things. We're building this stuff, and it's like yeah. it's like. Let's let's make it into this this thing or that thing or, or whatever. You know, I'm like I'm like trying to steer a ship, and I can't go more than one direction. Sometimes it's been challenging in that regard to to like. I feel like if you come here, you you uh, or you hire me, it's because you respect my opinion or or like my experience. And if if you just hire me because you need the service in general, then I'm I always tell people I'm not the right person for that. Yeah. Like if you just need audio editing or you just need like things that anyone just anyone could do, I'm probably not the right person. I have you know I try to yeah. do things from an artistic creative perspective as well. People always consider me like the the extra member of their band. Nice. You know, kind of like you yeah. for the for the hockey. I guess that's yeah. like well. like when the team needs you, they call <laughs> you and you're yeah. there. You know. But you're yeah. not on the team. <laughs> I think that'd be a, a great little soundbite there, maybe even for your business, uh, what you just said. But I think another way of saying it is kind of like, you know, you have your own like signature that you're putting on stuff a God, little. I think everybody style does. Or whatever. Like you, you hire the guy for, for the guy. Yeah. You know, not like if someone like if someone's asking me about certain gear and stuff like that, which no one has, that would be yeah. a red flag to me. I'm like, you, it's not about the gear. It's about, you know, the 
the product that you the, the end result or, or whatever it's not you know no one cares about what Mikey used they just want to yeah. they just want to make a product that that's that's great for their target audience so but the upside I gotta say working with bands yeah I love it that's why like I had to get back into tracking just because I love working yeah. with bands just working with people I, I think my strength is working as a team player you know mm. hockey pun again I guess but it's like yeah. you know it's yeah. like I, I just I, I enjoy working with people and I make it I make the process enjoyable and yeah. I think I want to say like that's sort of like the best experience there is like with, I, with all bands yeah I don't think many people don't like recording I know there are certain people who are all about like stage performance and all that stuff and don't really like the studio part of it maybe yeah as much um maybe if you're the bass player or something and they don't let you talk of course right. maybe you don't like that but uh, yeah. <laughs> but i just mean like i don't know i've always found it to be so fun like so free like you just yeah well uh, you have a good relationship with felix well it doesn't so hurt that makes a difference it's a guy yeah you know? it can get a little awkward maybe if, if yeah. you're recording with somebody and exactly. you feel like you're kind of annoying them or something right but, it, it depends on the person um but generally speaking, I mean, it's just fun. You know, you yeah. get a group of people, whether it's the band or yeah. whether it's the friends, man. Just yeah. Kinda yeah. I mean, out. well, fortunately for me, because I still work during the day, I get to pick and choose who I work with. So I'm not going to take you in as a project if I'm not like excited about it or yeah. if I don't want to be a part of it. I just, you know, I can't I can't do it. I'm not the right person because my heart's not in it. You yeah. Know? You're, you're a purist. And I think that's what you want to be. Uh, I think exactly. sometimes the fear is like if you are doing this for some reason full time mm -hmm. either you've achieved that status or success or something right it's just you get um, to be a part of that would be a dream you, like you get to be a part of every project of you course love, you know? but you would i think then you would also worry a little bit sometimes that you might lose that purity of it all yeah the business side of it it can be it can could be, take over yeah it, it can i mean it, um, it depends on your mindset i you know i I am. Uh, I try to stay optimistic, and I try to keep things all positive. There's always a positive to everything, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, fear fear shouldn't be something. Fear wouldn't be the reason I don't do it. Yeah. You know. I mean, I I would just I just feel like in a way like work as much as it can suck, like is also motivating in its own way. Because mm -hmm. it's like, all right, well I work, you know, freaking hard. Oh yeah. To have this chance or ability to now like say what I want to say or do what I want to do or yeah. play what I want to play. Yeah. And so it like counts more. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you. I don't know if you if it, I'm sure it's like this, like being that you you take things and you learn from them and you apply you apply them. Do you ever feel like there's things at work or your experience at work actually like transfers over into the music? Oh yeah. Like even the people skills or like things like it's all connected. It's isn't all that crazy? Like, yeah. There's so many technical things I've learned down here from yeah. working during the day. I don't think yeah. I've ever I mentioned what I do during the day. Um, I'm an HVAC uh, technician. That's yeah. like well, that's kind of what I do. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, I've, there's so many things I've learned. What like the hard work ethic, getting your hands dirty, but like the technical side of thing, like being a technician. Yeah. That I think that's probably what took me towards like the mixing mastering part of it. I yeah. guess like developing this technical side of my brain. Mm. Um it's just it's crazy. And yeah. and the people skills on top of that too are just life experience, you know? Yeah, you get a little older too, it makes it a little easier. Yeah. Uh, it's wild. I was like, was not expect I thought they were gonna fight each other. Uh, and I think that's what people fear too. Like if you think you're working during oh, the day and it's yeah. it's taken away from that. I I thought I was like, is it gonna take away from the studio? I'm like, dude, if anything, like this this thing's blossomed. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man, because having too much time I feel like can be destructive. I um, am so happy you said that. I like, I agree. If, I agree. Um, yeah, that's a very good point. Certainly wouldn't want to point to anyone in particular. <laughs> I mean, I could just point to myself probably. It's just yeah. like, you know, if idle hands or whatever they say. It's just like you think, oh, if I have all this time, like I'm going to be productive with it or exactly. you're going to do this or you're going to do that. And it's like, well, maybe. Find yourself but, maybe less motivated. But maybe, yeah, but maybe like the motivation goes away too because yeah. it's like, well, now back's not as against the wall or whatever yeah. it is dude that's smart because so. um, one thing I, I don't know if my dad brought this up to me at one time or what but I, I i remember hearing and learning like someone said i'm pretty sure my dad said like you're you're more productive when you have less time it is weird it is weird it's, and i find myself like if right. if my schedule is cramped which it is like you know especially yeah. like when i get busy with projects it's like 
there's always something to do, right? And it's like, I find, like, when I come down here, I do have to take a deep breath. Like, I have to let the yeah. busyness go. Get a little zen going. Yeah, but, like, it's like once I once I work within, like, a time crunch or, or something, I guess with mixing, too, like, when you yeah. get fast, and I have, like, these, I don't know if you see, like, these are, like, I have this dedicated device that's, like, all hotkeys. Oh, wow. Like, I push that button, and it does, like, all this stuff on here. Like uh, That's great. Yeah, it's um not just hotkeys, but it's, uh goodness, what would you call them? Like little algorithm bits that do uh, I can't think of the word right now, but it would it would it would it's just a fancy do a, fancy gadget a sequence of of actions that I do on a computer like yeah. the faster I can be the better right and like the productivity but yeah it's it's like I I was like I really thought it would take away from it takes away from your time but it's like it kind of increases your productivity I feel yeah um, cause I guess because you're dri- you stay driven I mean if you have eight hours to do something most people are a little lazy and it's yeah, like it's true, well yeah. I'm gonna wait till you know I'm gonna procrastinate. Or whatever. And I then, guess it happens naturally. It's not necessarily. I feel like I would do the same thing. I, I, yeah. I know when I have more time, I'm gonna fill up that time. I've gotten better at prioritizing, but I think it yeah. is a prioritizing thing. Like you yeah. just, you're just gonna find something else to do, or someone's gonna, someone else is gonna ask you to do something, yeah. being that you have time, right? Yeah. Do you have kids? Nope. Not yet. None that I'm aware of. Yeah, none, that, <laughs> none that I'm aware of. You're gonna get. No. You're gonna get an email Find after out. this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, neither do I. So it's it's like I feel like people expect that I have all this time, you know, especially like parents and things like that. It's like, well, I mean, you got a job, you got I'm, a house. That's yeah. I'm being productive with this time. Damn it, you know, yeah. let, let me work. But that's cool. We we agree on a lot, seemingly, which is which is exciting. But like, to be honest, man, I know so little about this side of things that I wouldn't even really know the right questions to ask. I can only speak more broadly and say that sometimes I don't appreciate mastering enough to know even what it is or what it does because sometimes it feels like a snake oil job. Yeah. So, a little. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what's crazy is that I've never really um, – I was never really a mastering guy. I would just, I would master everything I did. So if I worked with the band, I would do the mix. Yeah. And do, it's like a full production, like from from idea on a on a cell phone brought yeah. it to me to like push play and here it is. And it's it's mixed and it's mastered and we recorded everything ourselves. Yeah. And that's kind of like how I started and that's how it's been. And then I've gotten through technology, like everyone having their own little home studio or I even help people if, to like, get like build their own little home recording setup because i feel like it's better for writing yeah. um now they're just like okay we tracked all this stuff can you mix it or or like we did all this stuff can you master it so my i've gotten a lot of mastering work mainly from um engineers like like yeah. felix um there's like that dude with the studio in uh dimaxian and frederick yeah. and then um there's other uh songwriters and uh that send me work yeah. um things like that and it's like they sent it to me because they just want that third party unbiased perspective on yeah. their work. To me, I've, I've, I'm so honored it's by kind it. Of flattering, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, they actually like, they're like, well, I'm going to have Donnie's ears on this too. And yeah. that, that way I know, like, it gives them that extra confidence, which I'm like, yeah. dude, that's that's honestly an honor that, yeah. that I'm a consideration because I don't, I don't, I'm like, huh, I'm not worthy. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, I should be like, you know, but it's like, they, they just send it out, get, get, uh, another set of ears and the the bias is real like i'll listen to something for the first time and whatever stands out right then and there i can address it as opposed to someone who's been listening to it over and over and over i do understand that from talking to felix and some other people even if you're writing the song yourself Mm -hmm. like the actual songwriting can be the same way oh yeah you hear it enough times and you just get lost in it or something yeah well i will say like mastering seems to be like not as important i've read and i've researched that back in the day like when it was on vinyl, you know, um, you only had so much room to work with on a record and they would fill up the vinyl and before they had like, uh, even CDs, like when, when things were yeah. on a physical copy, before they duplicate it and pay for that manufacturing and uh, encasement and barcodes and plastic yeah. wrap and all that stuff, um, they, they sent it to the guy yeah. who signed off on it. So it nice. was more, uh, to me, it seems as though it was more of a liability thing. Yeah. Like you send it to this guy and he signs off on it, then if it's messed up, you know, it's, it's, and it's yeah. not the factory, we're pointing fingers at, you know, at the uh, mastering engineer or whatever. Yeah. That's, that, that, to me, that's what it seemed like. But uh, in today's world, so back then, I'm like, yeah, it was like a, a waiver from the other people working on it, seemingly. Mm-hmm. But today it's just like an unbiased, you know, yeah. up, you know, perspective on the work that you've put in. And I've been getting a lot of that work. So it almost like it seems like a snake oil job, but. 
Um, Sometimes. Like, I mean, just because, like I said, I don't know enough to know. Well, all like, I do is I, I make sure that it's at a level that's competitive yeah. Um, as far as volume goes. So you don't want to put someone else's song on and then put your song on and it's like you got to go mess with the... Yeah, you yeah. just want to make sure that it's it's uh, it's it's leveled out in an appropriate way. It's not too loud. Like so, it stays dynamic so Spotify doesn't like... Yeah, I do have one question, yeah. I think, of what little I know. And that's like... So some people who do this have like three places where they test the audio. Obviously in the studio with yeah. the nice speakers. Mm-hmm. Usually then the car... Yeah, and then they have like some other place. So, so I have I have the Amphion two eighteens, which are really good. They're really yeah. deep. They're big speakers. You see. Yeah. I have those NS tens there, and then I have that little tiny radio right there. Okay. And then I I don't know if it's still sitting over there, but I have a little Bluetooth speaker that okay. I, I took yeah. upstairs because I was listening to music. But so um, I I would offer this little insight because my favorite one to do when I get my recording back sometimes. Yeah. Is I drop it in a red solo cup. And if, or drop a phone in the red solo cup. Oh, phone too. So when I yeah, phone checks so very yeah, my common. So phone yeah. and then in a cup. Yeah. Because like I just want to know how the song is going to sound when it's <laughs> we're playing cup. beer pong. <laughs> like, you dude, know, if you like, if you honestly told me that, it's like like or told I, your mastering engineer that or something like yeah. that. I mean, if they they should check that. I I would if you told if you sent me an that's, email like, hey, dude, can you throw this in a places. cup? And I check the car when I get a song back, and I drop it in a cup, and I'm like, how's this yeah, going to sound I, for I this beer throwing, pump? Throwing a phone uh, in a cup? I'm all yeah. for it. Let's so, do it. Like it's, it's like, like the makeshift speaker. Like, Damn, that cup sounds good. I don't carry a Bluetooth around, so like that's my makeshift speaker all the yeah, time. Yeah, and it's not like, just you. I guarantee you, other people yeah. listening, even people listening, are like, yeah, I do that a lot. I I cut my phone around the speaker <laughs> and I show my friend the song. Yeah, it's like, dude, yeah, make it sound good on that. But yeah, I, if I, it sounds good on that. It's gonna sound damn well, good. Well, that's on the other part of the like, mastering too. Is like, so the leveling's one thing, but yeah. the translation is big too. Like a good mix will translate well, but still yeah. mastering. Like I find myself moving things around, and being like, oh, I could probably adjust this here yeah. or something, just for like the tiny radio or whatever. You know, add. Yeah. Like saturation or something somewhere and and get it to uh bump some low low end on a tinier speaker or something i don't know yeah. everything has a different uh range so i try to please all playback systems too so yeah. it's just it's just it's really tiny moves and yeah. but then again the price too you know you're, you're paying a different price for mastering and normally mastering is a lot less expensive than a yeah. mix and a production you know it's kind oh, of like yeah. the last like the, the cherry, cherry on top, top. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. That was odd. <laughs> but, yeah. They're gonna think that was edited or something. <laughs> no, nope, no editing there. Nope, we just spoke uh, at the same same the thing same thing at the same, same time. time. <laughs> hey, great minds. Yeah, like, yeah. That's very true. Yeah. So, um, cool, man. Well, your time is six thirty-eight, so you're definitely gonna oh. be late to that game. Um, but w- what do you think? Any final thoughts? The time timestamp too on this not edited is is uh. 64 minutes almost oh, okay uh, yeah, yeah so that's we've been good because normally hour. i actually only go for 45 but this yeah, is chop like, some of this stuff out Nah, i appreciate you having me over and uh might as well take your time with it like and also not that we can't do it again of course yeah for sure man and whatever out I mean, we're acquainted now we can hit right down know, the road and, yeah whatever so. yeah and then uh we can hit up some hockey if we need a player. I, I know who to call. And yeah. yeah, we could use, yeah, especially during playoffs coming up, too. I'm yeah. like, hey, I got this guy who plays B League. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me know, man. I'm happy to be a ringer. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Well, we'll end yeah. it here. I'm sure, you know, if you have any more questions or hit me up, people listening, if you have anything, reach out. Donnie at dreamcatcher.studio. Sweet. I'll be sure to drop all your links and all that stuff in the episode. Awesome. Okay, thanks. Well, he's been medicated since he was young. So, yeah, I want to thank Donnie for coming on the show, and thank you for listening if you made it this far. The song you hear in the background is one that Donnie mastered called Dispensary Kid uh, by my band, The Hollow Truth. Anyway, see you next week. Did it take too long before he was dabbing up? Getting detached, becoming someone else. His mind started to get a little scattered I think it might have had to do with the shadow
said that you was 